that you stand up for yourself, for your truth, for what you really want in your life. So it cleanses up the whole system and of course the heart can open up and you can actually feel your heartfelt desire. And it. I'm Maria Grunina and I'm your host of the Feminine Power Podcast. I'm the founder of Feel, the community of empowered women reclaiming their power through exploring the most potent energy sexual energy. In this podcast, we explore ancient and modern wisdom and discover practical tools to cultivate a deep connection with our feminine essence. In each episode, we unravel the layers of societal conditionings and limitations that have been suppressing women's innate powers. From reclaiming your sensuality to understanding the mysteries of your sexual energy, you are invited to learn and practice to really make a difference in your life. Through interviews with inspiring teachers and experts who serve our field community, we explore various aspects of femininity, feminine energy, self-love, body positivity, sexuality, intuitive wisdom, and leadership. We delve into the rich tapestry of feminine archetypes and their profound influence on our lives. In this podcast feed, we go beyond mere discussion. We believe in the power of embodiment and taking action in our lives. That's why we provide you with audio-guided practices that allow you to integrate the knowledge and wisdom we share in each episode into your daily life. By actively engaging in these practices, you'll not only hear about the unbelievable transforming power of the female body and energy, but also practice and experience profound impact that these practices can have on your relationships, self-love, creativity, confidence, career, and your overall well-being. Get ready to awaken your inner goddess, harness your feminine power, and radiate authenticity in every area of your life. Welcome to the Feminine Power Podcast. In this episode, I speak to my teacher, my mentor, my incredible friend, a woman that I absolutely love and who has changed my life and initiated me into launching Feel, into starting the life fully aligned with my personal mission. Emma is a devoted practitioner of classical tantric philosophy, yoga, and the school of embodied flow as well as somatic movement therapy. She's originally from Hungary and now lives in Bali and teaches in multiple schools, such as Alchemy in Ubud. And I highly recommend you, if you are ever in Bali in Ubud, to come to her yoga or embodied flow class. And if you're lucky and can get a one-to-one with her, absolutely do that. Emma is a magical, sensual, very sexy woman, a wife, an extraordinary spiritual and embodiment teacher. Her yoga classes are always super full and she doesn't have much social media presence. She is another reminder to not look just at social media when looking for a spiritual teacher. 
but be present in the world with yourself and trust your heart when inviting a teacher into your life. In this podcast show, links, you can find links to her website, her amazing ballet retreats and her Instagram. So excited to have you on this podcast and you are my huge teacher crush. <laughs> I've always been and it doesn't change um, even though I keep meeting new teachers um, for, for feel, uh, tens and eventually hundreds of teachers are in our network um, and still uh, all of them are amazing and I love each and every one, but you know, sometimes you just have a crush <laughs> <laughs> and it's completely like individual to me, but yeah, I met you a few years ago in Sri Lanka and I want to start this podcast with a story because it's all connected <laughs> to, yeah, to the journey of feel as well before, um, I get to know your story and we share it with uh, the audience. But yeah, I met you in Sri Lanka a few years ago and it was a time when I was about, I was really at that place in my life where I really wanted to quit my previous business, but I thought, okay, I'll take another year or so to do that. And I like just broke up with my boyfriend as well, who like was a two years relationship. I was super, super sad. Um, but I, I really wanted to do this new venture, like the new calling. And it was all about feminine and sexual energy and liberation and, yeah, the power of a woman's body. And I saw you <laughs> in this beautiful retreat, uh, Sun Wellness. And your classes were exactly what I was looking for, for myself. Because um, the yoga and the breath and things that all every every retreat now has that one was very very special because it was so feminine and so in the flow and so expressive it's not like the strict yoga class that has like the structure that most teachers uh, now and this the industry has grown so much repeat and repeat and repeat there it was so different every day and so intuitive and so flowy and it was really like making an impact on, on a day to start to start the day with you, with your practice. And it was different from everything I experienced before. And then I also heard this breath work you did with a guy there, uh, with our now friend in common. Um, and I heard how, how much you made that man who was quite uptight express himself like so <laughs> so strongly <laughs> I was like wow what is this woman um and it all came to me when we did this ritual that I will interview you about on this podcast we did this ritual me you your husband and the owner and this amazing healer um and we were under a moon, <laughs> under full moon. It was 21st December. We were on some remote place on the beach with fire and were, you, you guys were drumming and you made me do this breath work that I, um, I still remember today. I'm like, how do, how, where can I and how can I repeat that? But it was so strong and the feelings I experienced were so, so strong and I'll, I'll ask you more on this podcast about that particular one, because I also want to learn as much as possible about the ritual we did. But life changed after. And immediately, two weeks later, I quit my business. 
I um, started, I basically got in the par- business partnership that I really wanted to have. I convinced um, Patrick Millman, shout out to my business partner, to to start feel with me, which was a dream of mine. I really like he's amazing, and I I I, I didn't expect him to agree, but he did. And now I'm doing. I'm on a mission that fully aligns with me, and it's all coming from this power of the feminine and that like crazy life force energy that. I remember, yeah, I felt so, so deeply in that particular ritual. And now, of course, uh, every time I come, I come to Bali. I can't wait for your classes. I recommend them to everyone. And now you also have a retreat coming up. I'm looking forward to do your teacher training. But point here is I'm so excited to share your story and Honestly, every episode usually has a, has like a particular topic. Here, I just want to take as much away from you as possible about everyday rituals, things women can do for themselves to feel so amazing and as amazing as you make your students feel. I'd love to hear your story. And we'll also share a little more about your upcoming retreat um, so that lucky people who are in Bali or want to come to Bali can come and visit and experience your work. And another point before we kick in, your work isn't that visible on social media. And it's a, it's a thing that I... <laughs> yes. it's, it's a comment I keep sharing. And, it's, and this is a pain that I feel for the world that they can't experience your work <laughs> that easily. But they have to come to Bali to do so or know you. Um, but that's, that's an important note for everyone who's listening. Um, that social media isn't always a truth and relying just on social media to find a good teacher isn't right. There are amazing teachers who do both great teachings and social media, but there are also teachers who completely are yeah, private or more invisible than we would, would want them to be. And they spend their energy teaching and spreading knowledge. We unfortunately just don't have that much access to them online. And that's you. So... <laughs> Oh, I'm happy we can giggling. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy we can share this mm. knowledge now, at least here on this podcast with the lucky people who listen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Emma, tell me about you first. Mm. <laughs> Where were you born? How did, did you get into this work? What mm. do you do? Where do you live? Mm. Thank you so much, Maria, for this intro. I like. I feel mm. you lifted me so much. <laughs> feels feels mm. great, and I just like like before I start to introduce mm. myself, I just really want to honor you and to to. I, I feel super honored to see how much you you grown like since we mm. got to know each other and to follow your path and and accompany you and support you from far or whenever you come to Bali, whenever we got to meet. It's so special, so special. Mm. I'm really happy for you and for your all your successes. It makes me feel like my work and all the things that I've learned and, and transmuting and transmitting, it's like worth doing that, you know. This is why I do and... And not always I have a chance to follow all the students that are are coming across, like not always happening there. But 
in this case, I'm so happy to have this live mm. living connection with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I honor it very much. And I'm so happy we, we, we connect um, and keep yeah. connecting. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again. <laughs> thank yeah. you. I hope you will come soon. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, I will. Yeah, so thank you so much for this opportunity and um, I really appreciate you and really appreciate being here. So my journey, how did it start? Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, so I was born actually in Transylvania and um, grew up in Hungary, in Budapest. And I started with ballet dance <laughs> in, when I was, I think like, I was like six, around six year old when my mother took me to ballet dance classes. And for a few years, I was like practicing ballet. But, you know, it's a quite strict ballet. It's very strict on children. And I don't think that's the the very best way to kind of introduce people into their bodies because it has this strictness. And then afterwards, as we moved to another um, part of the city, like I stopped dancing ballet after a few years. And uh, finally, my my father like kind of pushed me to go to um, basketball classes, <laughs> which was like like he was like you have to like learn how to how to be in a group you know in team like have this like team sport you have to be like get sporty <laughs> and then it was mm-hmm. like after like almost a year or maybe one year or like i don't know like seven eight months i felt like this is like so aggressive to me this like team sport i i was like my whole body was like resisting and could not bear and one day I my I had to call my father because my feet like was in so much pain my legs that he had to take me home in his arms because I couldn't walk so my body was like completely like against that like aggressive team sport and then I I got the permission that okay now you can just like stop doing this and that time I discovered belly dance in mm-hmm. Budapest, in the heart of the city that was not so popular that time. So I was like 12 or 13 year old that time and started to go to belly dance classes. So I was quite young <laughs> Wow! <laughs> when, I, when I started this whole journey, like tapping into the feminine energy and like being with women being with all kinds of women like we had like grandmothers in those classes and like very young young women as me like young girls and like every age uh, was there and every type of body and this is where I learned to honor the feminine energy in whatever form and like literally whatever form and as I grew into that, I went to more and more classes. Like after school, I was always so excited and was so interested into um, to Eastern philosophy as well. While I was like studying Eastern philosophy and philosophy in in school and in high school as well. 
So belly dance mm-hmm. remained as part of my life for 17 years. <laughs> I, I got to perform and travel around the world. I performed in India, in, in Egypt, in Spain, in Paris. We had like a dance troupe and we were like traveling around and it was like semi-professional in a way mm. and meanwhile I went to went back to ballet classes <laughs> as well mm. later on but that was like a more like kinder and more compassionate teacher who was like really honoring the different types of bodies as well not just like you have mm. to be like this way and that way you know but like really honoring what we have already and working with that so Basically, these lots of performances and preparations and rehearsals, like we, I went through, like, you know, we had this, like, natural, like, a bit of, like, arguments with each other, as women have, and, like, <laughs> and then went through different cycles, like, competition in between each other, and, like, competing, and all kinds of things, and, like, gossiping, and everything that <laughs> that uh, <laughs> women go through normally and then like after some time like somehow this group was together and we started to really support each other and and feel each other and 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 I think that really helped me and my yoga journey started like parallelly when I was 18 I started to go to teacher trainings and I went to um also a Buddhist university where I studied comparison of religions and philosophies. And I went deep into the Indian philosophy and history as well. And, and this is where I started my tantric journey too. Mm. So I started with uh, Tibetan Tantra um, and Mahayana philosophy as well and Vajrayana and went to like like seven day eight day silent meditation retreats so that was a huge impact on my life and then I started with somatic movement and free movement and contact jams and so dance was like basically then in all kinds of forms of dance, like social dance as well in my life all the time. And it started to come together with the embodied flow that the philosophy, the Kashmiri Shaivism, which is the like the other form of Tantra. It's a non-dual Shaiva Tantra. It's very similar to, to Vajrayana and the Dzogchen path, which are the Tibetan form of Tantra, using like mm-hmm. different mantras and different like techniques to cleanse and strengthen the energy body so that we can face life. And since then, I've been, I've been teaching yoga, the last yoga and dance, I would say for like 15 years and embodiment for the last eight, eight, nine years, like embodied yoga, I would say. Mm. And um, this year, like this December, I'm going to have my first retreat in Bali. And where I met you in Sri Lanka, Mm. I was running retreats for like five years in Sri Lanka, all over in Sri Lanka and living there and 
yeah, like one and a half years ago, I moved to Bali and I offer public classes here and also teacher training and immersions and now retreat. <laughs> so long story short, that's my yeah. story. <laughs> tell me, tell me about embodiment and embodied yoga because, you know, uh, I'm. I'm I'm tuning in now from London. You're in Bali, and I've been to Bali, I think eight times. Um, coming since I'm eleven, um, and it's such a different. It's a completely different world, and I can imagine living there like this kind of beautiful nature connected lifestyle was also like this being spoiled by the diversity of. Um, various offerings and wait, ways to spend time like so connected to the body and sound and smells and it's it's a different universe <laughs> and um, you know I'm, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast and myself um, we live in like very very different environment like Big city, stressful, huge amount of work, technology, light. These things that are being offered in Bali are like so rare for us. <laughs> and we had to like make a real effort to go and like even find a good gong bath. And embodiment is quite a new word to, to our world, to a big city world. Mm-hmm. Although it's becoming really, really popular um, recently and on social media and everywhere, uh, not many people truly understand what it means. But at the same time, it's, it's quite simple, right? It's about connection to the body and like not following a structure. But I want to hear from you, um, how do you define embodiment and also how you implement it in your yoga classes. They, they are just so, so special and so different. Yeah, so thank you for the question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important to to explain and I and I always I so happy to explain. But it's um mm-hmm. it's about a felt experience actually, which mm-hmm. is like a felt sense of connection to the body and it's really hard. I can imagine. I can. I can see actually on my public classes. Sometimes I have like 30, 40, 50 people on my classes coming from like really stressed environments, and you can see them. I can see them. They are like so much in the head, like they're totally disconnected from the whole body. Like whatever is coming, like it takes time to kind of melt and relax the brain down into the body because the brain like naturally like uh, not naturally it's unnatural <laughs> like wants mm-hmm. to analyze everything and it's so alert because of the amount of stimulus that they receive in their everyday life it's like the conditioning of the culture that you have to be like on time everywhere you have to like rush and overwork and like this like demanding culture on people like this work culture is really creates such a big disconnection from the body and it it's so sad but it's so nice when people feel that they are like looking for something that something is wrong something is not okay and when they finally like at the end of the class they feel like such a sense of like connectedness and wholeness that creates a a sense of calm and like an inner peace that they haven't accessed before or 
sometimes they move through like different emotions like sadness or grief that they don't necessarily know from where it where it's coming from because just the body like suppress so many things throughout perhaps like years and years and years that they couldn't really be with because of the amount of stimulus and rushing to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that that when there is finally space and time to move into those like deeper layers of the body then to the somatic intelligence of the body then the body naturally starts to release and digest the suppressed experiences and that can come up in a form of tear tears in a form of like cry or even scream or like shaking or whatever the body goes through as it goes through a release so embodied yoga in a way is is a blend of of movement of free movement of moving into the different parts of body and blend of tantric philosophy which is all about tantric philosophy is all about embracing the wholeness of us the wholeness of human being without denying the parts of us that wanting to hide wanting to suppress wanting to to not to not be there and it also blends in a transpersonal psychology as well and somatics and mm. yeah it's just and yoga of course like using the yoga philosophy and the yoga asanas as well so it's a beautiful mm. way to to step into wholeness and into the flow into meditation in action i would say hmm. and uh on my side um if if i i can explain is um as just a student and observer of your classes and many other classes, the difference for me, like a very simple practical way, is when I come to an usual yoga class and like especially this usual vinyasa flow, right? Like as many many people call those classes, um, it's like a very similar structure. Every class is more or less the same, regardless of a teacher. And you kind of already like know and expect, you know, like how many times you'll go into this downward facing dog and what's coming after. And you know, you know it and you come and like your body is, you know, it knows what to expect. While to, while when it comes to your class and every time you come, it's different and you come as a result, even if you've been before, you come with like an open mind and readiness to just experience something new. And it's about like you encourage us to to reconnect back and just find a feeling we want to work with, and like it's a flow and the movement. It's although there are of course all the poses and breathing that is in the in the yoga in the usual yoga class. There's just something more like work with yourself in a unique way, not like in that framework that I'd usually follow. So. That's yeah, why. exactly. <laughs> like, I really love the way uh, mm. you're explaining and mm. what I would add that like, it's, um, it's a presence practice, because mm. the body actually like immediately shows if we are like not present somewhere, like uh, in a presence practice in a way that 
yes, of course, we're using asanas, but using asanas to pour presence into that. Like, you can, like, if you ever, like, stepped into and you were already explaining that, like, there are these yoga classes where they, like, repeating the same shapes and you can see that the people are, like, still disconnected from the body because they are doing mm-hmm. the same kind of repetition. They learned something, some kind of structure, and they can think about, like, what's going to happen in the evening or, like, what's the schedule next day or things like that. And in mm-hmm. the somatics, like, you can immediately see people if they are, like, out of their flow, like, kind of checking out. And mm-hmm. that's why I really love this practice because because every time it happens, of course, it's natural. It's not something that we have to like beat ourselves up or something. Just as an information that how many times we are not present in the body. And it is something that we can actually learn how to keep bringing ourselves back into the body and trust the wisdom of the body. What I usually say, like, because sometimes... During these classes, I pick an organ, for example, kidneys or heart or spleen or lungs and just focusing on one organ or focusing on the skin as the skin is this like the biggest organ of the body that like has this layer in between the outer and the inner atmosphere and the skin could help us to experience wholeness if the if you think of the skin as a permeable membrane as we are like breathing in and out through the skin then it's already like we can experience a felt sense of connectedness to the whole world so the experience of separation that's the usual problem of a core or the root problem of all the anxiety and depression and and stress that the experience of separation that we have to solve things alone and we are alone and when we experience in our bodies that actually we are not alone we are connected to each other we are interconnected beings interconnected humans then then this pressure from society that we have to like show up in a certain way and like put on different masks, these things just like naturally fade away and the truth, the, the core of ourselves just can shine through. So, yeah, I just mm. love this practice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I like it's it's cl- it's a class I can do like two or three in the morning. It's just amazing. But uh, from here, I'd love to switch uh, to a conversation on for on on feminine power, on sensuality, on confidence, because that's another thing. You're like this cat and the witch, because <laughs> like, the presence of like a little bit even scary and intimidating. <laughs> but, but you do a lot of work with women and you do all these incredible rituals and I mean maybe maybe let's start this conversation just on the ritual you did for me. I actually still don't have enough information about it. <laughs> But I can just exp- describe my experience, and then I want to know from you what was that. And what is it <laughs> yeah. Mm. So um, in Sri Lanka, we had this 
what I mean, it was advertised to me as a cacao ceremony, but I just know that it's not <laughs> just a cacao ceremony. But it was advertised to me as a cacao ceremony. And I was taken on this beautiful boat with you and your husband and uh, Sam to uh, like a little private kind of sand island um and it was a full moon it was 21st december this magical day it was like i couldn't believe it was like so special and three of you <laughs> taking care of me it's amazing um and um we had we set an intention we had cacao all normal cacao ceremony and then you too had this ritual on me, like the drumming, slow and then intense drumming, and you made me breathe. Um, I understand it was holotropic kind of breath work, like the circular breath, slow and then really intense, and you made me pull my pelvis up and then pull it a lot of times up in like kind of a drumming um, way. So I would stand on my shoulders, so lie, lie on my back on my shoulders, and feet on the floor, and then I would put my pelvis up and move it with this intense breath and intense drumming, and it's so long, and I don't think it's possible to do it without the guidance because it's so intense and so difficult. But it felt like so intense, strong, and even orgasmic. It was like so pleasurable in the end when I could feel the satisfaction of actually managing to do this difficult thing and then like all like all the hormones i don't know everything in the body felt just incredible and like almost love like it's a love of everything around and myself and connection and you and yeah it was wow um so what was that <laughs> <laughs> so um I would say that actually it was not just that event that happened to you because we were like preparing you for not just this experience, but the whole retreat is like opening you up and and like peeling off the different layers of you that that which is not you actually that all the conditionings and all the layers of stress or trauma or whatever was there on you so your body like could open up throughout the whole retreat we did a lot of like embodied experiences and yoga and there was like kundalini and all kinds of ways of like getting into the deeper layers of you so you were like so ready <laughs> so it is not just that that particular experience but the whole journey and obviously the nature when we are in nature or close to nature or in nature in an in and that was on a little island uh, that's like the nature is like supporting you to return to your natural essence and that could be an ecstatic experience because if you haven't done that for a very long time it could be like wow is this like possible like and it is and the way I was leading you guiding you through the movement and through the breath it was all about like liberating the the body and like cleansing out all the the stagnant energy and the intense hip movement like because we have like 
like so much story stored in the hips, but not just in the hips, in the organs, in in the cellular membranes, everywhere that we that we store there like subconsciously that when it gets like cleansed up and cleared out it can be a so beautiful experience of wholeness like an ecstatic experience that's that what you experience mm. i guess <laughs> that's the yeah, that's the thing. yeah. <laughs> very exciting <laughs> And especially with cacao, and we all know that cacao is um, is a heart opening medicine. And with that, and together with nature and breath and the movements, and also I was calling in like your invisible supports as well, mm-hmm. and beings mm-hmm. around you that could support you. So it was a very protected space in that way so the healing could happen in its own way so we were calling in and waking up the natural intelligence of your body so that Mm. that was happening to you (laughs) yeah liberation is a really right word it's like my life really changed after and it was just it was also a confirmation of connection and power and it all for me when I want to feel that freedom and confidence, it's a connection to the pelvis, really. That's what it is for me. It's like mm-hmm. if I want to just ah, like breathe out and be me, and I, I need to, to move, to move the pelvis. And that was like such an expression. And yeah, I think a lot of stuff left me on that night, which was so free after. Yeah, and, um, and of course the pelvis is connected to the throat and and through the yes. jaw, and yeah. when that like connection can be like cleared up and out, then of course of course your like authentic voice can can open up and wake mm. up, and the voice which is like your literal voice, but also that you stand up for yourself, for your truth, for what you really want in your life. So it cleanses up the whole system. And of course, the heart can open up and you can actually feel your heartfelt desire. And it can become like so clear that anything that is not true anymore just naturally like falls away. Of course, you have to take actions, but you get the power for that. Mm -hmm. You get that recognition that, okay, so what I want is I want to live my truth. And this is, this is what I feel in my body. And perhaps like this job or this relationship or this space where I live is not serving me. And I've been like putting myself into a cage because like wanting to please people, like people pleasing is very common thing or like pleasing the parents or some kind of idea that we picked up somewhere in school or from teachers, from parents, from family, that we should be this way or that way. So when the truth is waking up within us, then then there is no choice, just walk the path of truth. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. That's like now the explanation is very clear. <laughs> Can I help me clear the channels? Just like so fully and just so, yeah, everything was out of the way. And of course, it's not the only ritual you've ever done for a woman. But <laughs> tell me about your ritualistic kind of work. Because I find 
rituals guided with really amazing teachers. So some of the most powerful things, you can't do it to them too often, of course, but when you're ready and sometimes you just need this like push and this opening, it can be so, so powerful, so helpful. And yeah, what, 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 what do you, what do you do? <laughs> Tell me about rituals. I don't even know how to ask this question. Yeah. So yeah. rituals like could be like very specific rituals, like for example, in tantric philosophy or like non-dual Shaiva Tantra, we could work with like different goddesses and these mm-hmm. goddesses are just like so when like people are like oh i don't believe in goddesses or gods it's you don't have to these are just different aspects of you different qualities like kindness or fierce power or like compassion or creative force or these different kinds of energies that we are calling in to 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 amplify and we can do these rituals as we are like attending to the sacred parts of ourselves as we until we remember that every part of ourselves is actually sacred and just to create to carve out time so it could be a specific thing that you get a ritual with guidance and and in a in a group setting for example mm-hmm. a ritual where you calling in like a maha goddess like Paradevi, who is the creative force, the creative expression and compassion and and just loving light energy. Mm-hmm. And we can create a whole ritual for her. And it's until we recognize that actually the goddess is mirroring ourselves. So we are mm. like creating the ritual for ourselves basically embodying that quality, that energy, that creative expression, that fierce power. And it is very powerful when we are in a group setting and everyone is like focusing on the same thing. But we can create our own like daily rituals as well, like carving out a special uh, time and space in, in, in our in our apartment or house or flat or room, whatever like women have, or creating a little altar where you can put your favorite things or stones or a candle or incense. It can be very simple thing how you create your own ritual where you are just like attending to the sacred and attending to to silence or or just finding a mantra or finding a, a poem that that is like really touching your heart or something that is inspiring that could be a song where you just put on your favorite song and you kind of adore yourself like adorning yourself with flowers and and putting on that mm sensual music and like getting some oil or it could be a self-massage as well so depending on how much time a woman have or how much time you have like if you're listening this podcast (laughs) then you can really create your morning ritual that like invoking what you need for that day for that week like if you need to to have like more power, more creative energy, then then I would do a morning ritual like that. If you need like 
more sensuality and calm perhaps in the evening then I would light a candle and put on essential music and like like using your favorite oil or incense or essential oils on your body and really just like finding that that pleasure that like way of like pampering yourself as you as you would expect a, a lover to do so so you become your own lover and then mm. you suddenly like falling in love with life <laughs> mm. Uh, and that leads me to another question that um, is quite a wide discussion now in the world. And um, so we've been taught a lot about taking care of our mental health. Um, and a lot of that advice has been around mind focused practice, like meditation, uh, calming down, like breathing, but it, a lot of conversation just been touching the mind. But in reality, and I mean, in my experience, a lot of the time, the most powerful practices and the most simple things are really about the body. It's mm. so much easier to just reconnect to yourself, to give yourself love when you can do all these things you've just described, like just relax, put on some music. And instead of just simply sitting down and meditating and like for a lot of people can be quite agitating, the mind wanders and they have to sit and like create a framework and be quite strict with it. If that's a, if that is a struggle, very often it's just, you can put on some music, you can take off your clothes, can get some nice oils and put some candles and like just dance and massage your belly or breasts and like that can help to take away them to relax the mind and to relax the body as well so much easier and it's not like a common conversation we have and of and often it's also like something s considered silly or um i don't know overly um sexual or weird um but yeah i i want to ask you about your view on bodily practice and sensuality and pleasure for yeah for managing stress <laughs> mental health um and yeah. yeah yeah it's a really great question because um because i i have like regular like just seated meditation classes and i can see that it takes a lot of effort for people to kind of like sit <laughs> and mm -hmm. I always tell people that hey like you can actually move you don't have to pretend this like rigid to become this rigid monk or nun you know <laughs> like mm -hmm. like to to pretend that you're meditating and and for people like living like corporate world like it's really great practice to have like carve out like 15 minutes 20 minutes to to allow the body to move as it wants to move. So it, it could be like just simply like shaking or or dancing. And and the mind, like according to like body-mind centering, so that's a school in the US where from the, the somatic studies that I studied is coming from, the mind is everywhere in the body. So there is this this misunderstanding between the brain and the mind. So there is the, the mind that the, all the organs have a mind, like a, like a, 
awareness, I would say, like every part of the body has like particular awareness and intelligence. And what body-mind centering offers is actually to, to not that the brain tells the body what to do, but the different mm-hmm. body parts is telling the brain. So it's a, like, like a bottom-up technique instead of top down instead of the brain tells the body to do this or that so that somatics is like coming from your womb space for example dancing Mm -hmm. from the pelvis and allow whatever movements coming through maybe it's like intense shaking maybe it's like slow sensual movement and usually like putting the hands there where you feel that the energy is like stuck or stagnant or like blocked helps a lot because where your your focus goes where your awareness goes that helps the whole body to open up to open up that particular part so articulating that particular part and then you're sending the energy there sending the breath there and then can open up the whole area of the body and then eventually the whole body so there is this like articulating the part where i feel disconnected or pain or ache or whatever is going on and then there is integration back to the whole so this is Mm -hmm. how a ritual could happen but it could be like really like natural just as you said like just putting on your favorite music and using an oil and just like getting comfortable in your own skin because our bodies our human bodies like naturally has like full of pleasure capacity to be to experience pleasure all the time like animals you know they a cat like wouldn't ask for permission to like kind of have like a rolling and gliding around and sliding around like we can do that like of course we can carve out the time like this is my half an hour and i I close the doors and everything and I tell my husband, my partner, that this is my time for me, for myself, filling up my own cup before I try to serve others from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that I, I, I personally believe it's like this is like a must and essential for every human being to just pay to to give themselves some time and of course the world agrees more and more with that and i'm super happy of this um growing awareness on the body mind connection um Mm. but from here i know one of the biggest things you do for women and i don't know if this podcast is enough maybe we'll do a whole other episode one day on it but (sighs) just briefly um and for whatever time we've got, I'd love to ask you about fertility work for women. And on fertility and menstruation, um, period pain, like, and mostly really fertility, because this is, of course, it's a huge issue and a very big subject and super important. But I know that you, yeah, you help women to work with their fertility and to some who couldn't find any medical kind of help, you've helped a lot through just the simple embodiment practices and rituals and reconnection. Um, tell me more. What what do you do for women in that way? Yeah, thank you for the question. So it's very much related to the to the previous thing that I, I was I was sharing that like mainly 
connecting to the wisdom of the body and like because infertility most of the time happens because of the lack of connection to the body and because of stress and society pressure and that like women becoming like more more and more like masculine and thinking that they need to like solve everything and be alone and having that like pressure on themselves like creating stress actually like creates a lot of like hormonal imbalance and what I do when I work with women I just like asked them around this and like most of the time it's like being like too much like control like a lot of control creates stress and when we can just loosen up that control that could ha- help to to really like have that sense of pleasure in the body and so like one of my recent clients like we just did like a lot of like talking in the beginning of the practices but as she started to become like more and more connected to the body and like slowing down so mainly slowing down and shifting from that sympathetic nervous system which is all about like doing 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 the next thing shifting to this parasympathetic where actually the restoration the replenishment the rejoice could happen like to this void where we can kind of can lose the sense of time and space as we slow down and just breathe and like for example the yin practices are really great for that and also like slow sensual movement where we just give time to to digest life and usually the transformation the transmutation happens through tears and through cries through screams when we can just release the stress from the body actually the fertility can happen like like can come back so i had this woman like who who thought that she she was like not able to get pregnant at all for like five years or so because she was like taking pills and she stopped doing that but she had issues with eating like eating disorders like because most of the women because of social media like we have that this picture that we have to look this way or that way and and not for example that's very common in yoga classes like not allowing the belly to become like buoyant and soft that we need to like hug in the belly and pretend that we are like slim you know or that not eating Mm -hmm. like women like tend to like not feeding themselves to 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 be like slim and like skinny and that's actually really bad for the for the female hormones so she just started to actually eat like the food that and connecting to the to her body like intuitively eating the food that she was like craving for that that before yeah. that she was like restricting because like oh i'm going to gain weight like carbohydrate is really important for female body 
and and to find that like pleasure within herself and find that connection to her pelvis to her womb to her vagina she like in three months she became pregnant (laughs) and it was like such a miracle so it's like and it's she's not the she's not the only woman in my practice but but this was like a very fast um visible thing that happened like after five years of being like infertile and like not having her period at all and she was like crying so much so we went through all these like private sessions and coachings and and she completely changed her diet and her her um circadian rhythm changed so her insomnia like went away um, she stopped drinking coffee like she was living on coffee like not drinking water and like mm. like really just trying to eat like just salad and no carbohydrate and no fat like fat is really important for for female bodies mm. so and just simply slowing down and carving out time for herself and working less like just stepping out standing up for herself it created a huge transformation. Hmm. So, yeah. And what w- what I'm catching here is kind of so simple, right? It's very what, simple. What, it sounds simple, yeah. but it's not so simple if people are like uh-huh. living in a certain way and they think that they have to be skinny, they have to like work more and then stress and Mm -hmm. stress is the worst thing and stress can be the stress of like i i'm not allowed to eat and if that's Mm -hmm. the signal for people for women then that creates stress in the body yeah and yeah i'm noticing this so much now like i mean the work more with women in, in london like what you've mentioned are simple lifestyle changes about reconnecting to your feminine nature slowing down focusing on your body eating well tuning into your intuition not following what the society has told us about life like and all this diet culture is so toxic and well and the 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 weird part is that a huge amount of women are in that trap and when they when they're losing when they get so stressed or get sick or can't can't have babies they go to doctors and get more hormones and do even worse things with their bodies, but they don't think about, oh, why don't I just slow down and stop being so stressed and work so hard and under eat. This is crazy. (laughs) This is the world we live in. Yeah, Mm. it's so true. And also the doctors, they are not like asking, like, you know, like they just give the pills instead of like asking or having a holistic approach Mm. that, hey, like, what's your lifestyle? Like, what do you eat? When when do you go to sleep? When do you wake up? Like, how many hours a day Mm. you work? And um so like doctors like don't ask this like they are just trying Mm. to fix women like take this pill and Mm. that's usually doesn't help just creates more stress so they are not like teaching people to listen to their bodies so this deep listening actually could solve so many problems and 
listening to as female bodies like we have like we are going through cycles of of course the menstrual cycle like that's a very important thing to yeah it's on on your app like you talk a lot about this like mm-hmm. yeah, there is like four women at least in one month mm-hmm. you know like for for mm-hmm. four weeks like for for um, phases of the cycle and we have to like do different things honoring the cycle and Mm -hmm. um, it's just like simple but if we could like change just one thing like for example like going to bed like early or like or having that sensual practice in the evenings just like having a self-massage and like favorite song and just eating well and like going to like yoga or like spending time in nature that's a big part as well to mm-hmm. reconnect to our earth body to mama gaia to 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 nature to feel the earth beneath our feet to to walk barefoot on the earth is actually really healing so all these like simple practices could literally help huge time for the body mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that just fascinates me. I recently picked up this book um, in a beautiful place in, in England and Avalon Wellbeing have a huge library. And I picked up this book randomly, like it was written in 1949. It's like a guide to natural birth. Mm. And it's not that I'm blind in the baby, but I was just, <laughs> I was just curious, like, what did they write about women's health and birth? back then, like mm. 70 years ago. And that book was saying all the same things that you're saying. It was it's, it was a very actually simple guide to be like um, how to prepare a woman for birth. And they're all like relaxation, pelvic floor, nature, stress. And it's 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 funny that this wisdom is always available, but we don't look to, look to it because it's too simple. We like things to be complicated. Um, mm. And the actual solutions are super simple. Um, however, on, I, I want to do a whole other podcast on fertility with you one day. Because I feel like <laughs> we have so much there. Um, but I want to know now about your upcoming retreat. So tell me about it. Uh, December, Bali, what's happening? Uh, yeah, so the retreat... Um, its name is Embodied Liberation, <laughs> of course. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Embodied Liberation Retreat, which is um, it's really about um, all the things that we talked about. It's a very mm. like transformative journey into into the depth and the remembrance of what you are, of who you really, really are. Like before society, before family, friends, teachers, like put you into different boxes or you put yourself into, like connecting to that that self that is like the big capital self that is confident, that is that that is creative, that is free within. So it's it's we're gonna like invite um all these practices or I'm inviting like into your bodies all these practices of embodied flow and my friend who is a great facilitator her name is Thai Uh, she's coming from Sri Lanka she's from Australia and she runs her retreats in Sri Lanka and 
She will be doing biodynamic breathwork and I'm going to offer also different rituals and mm. we're going to go to um, a water temple in Bali, which is very, very special and sacred to me, to that mm. temple where I also took you. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yes. Yes. It's cool. a very special one. And I'm mm. going to invite a local, a Balinese priestess who's going to create a beautiful ceremony and initiate us and ask permission from Bali Mama from from Bali, the goddesses of Bali to support us on our journey, not just the retreat, but the next phases of our lives. And we're gonna learn like different, like very, very powerful like mantras and a lot of like embodiment practices and pleasure practices and learning to trust ourselves and awaken our somatic wisdom and our intelligence the, that that is deep within us and can literally guide us through life like in every moment like even when we are choosing what to eat or what to do or what's next or are we like turning left or right or or what's the next phase or is this like relationship serving me or is this job serving me or like trusting trusting life instead of like living in a in a fearful environment and there's gonna be of course uh, yoga and uh, meditation practices and I'm gonna be sharing lots of like tantric practices and transpersonal psychology as well so it's gonna be and there's gonna be cacao ceremony and mm. dance and fire ceremony and rituals and and a lot of like time for like journaling and just being with yourself and and also participants gonna receive a very lush beautiful Balinese massage and the oh, whole yeah. retreat is gonna be in a beautiful eco resort um near ubud it's a new eco resort like the shala is made of bamboo and the the food is just really 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 rich and delicious mm. and um yeah so all the good things all the <laughs> the pampering ourselves and of course like sharing a lot of uh, authentic relating practices with, which helps mm. us to helps women and helps helps men as well to share uh, what's present and be with each other even if we are sharing something vulnerable to learn that it, it is safe to share in particular environments it is safe to be ourselves and to peel off these layers it is safe to cry it is safe to be happy because some some people are like not allowing themselves to be like joyful or happy because maybe other people will be like jealous or whatever. So whatever is the programming, we're going to look into that and, and deprogram (laughs) those things and peel off all the layers that are not, not serving us. So it's a beautiful retreat also to reflect on, 
the last year because it's beginning of December to to look back and digest what happened, what worked well, what didn't work well this 2023 and to set new intentions for the next upcoming year. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's going to be happening in Bali from 4th to 9th December in Ubud. Um, And if anyone wants more information, then you can find more info on (laughs) embodiedsadhana.com. Mm. And of course, we'll link it in the, in the podcast show notes. Um, but <laughs> that sounds like a dream. Uh, let's see, I'm launching uh, my membership today. Actually, today is a special day and I record podcast with my teacher crush Q and I'm launching field membership. So if it flies like the way I want it, maybe I managed to get out of here. <laughs> yes! But, <laughs> I would love to like, have yeah, you there. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. so beautiful. It's yeah. it's really special. Yeah. This retreat center you... is like just a dream. It's just it's a dream. Amazing. I'm yeah. sure. It's so lovely. Yeah, yeah. I also believe you had like some early bird deal that you told me about. Um, yeah, and... I have. I still have for the next few people who sign mm-hmm. up. I have like 300 euros off, mm-hmm. which is a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a true gift. But we really wanted to to have like more more women there mm-hmm. and. Um, and it's just so special this this place Beautiful. and I just wanted to to give this special gift for for women to reconnect to themselves and to because i know like how much ripple effect this have like this could mm-hmm. have like like on the woman who goes through this retreat and really dives into her body it just has like so much love and so much truth that she can pour into her environment and like everything can change everything like Mm. a woman who blooms then her environment blooms as well exactly Hmm. Well, um, for for if if you guys who are listening are curious about this, I will of course link um, the embodied sadhana also Instagram and the website in the show notes for you to check out. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll share it with our private community of uh, today of seven hundred women. Um, and um, lucky people will come <laughs> in a few months to an experience more. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can't wait. I'm so yeah. excited, really. It's just yeah. going to be pouring all my knowledge, my experience, um, the wisdom that comes through and also sharing because yeah. I'm sure like all these women like coming, they have their wisdom. So it's going to be super empowering because it could be wisdom that they forgot that they have. Yeah. So that's why I, I really love this. This is like... Uh, sharing ourselves and and we become like more rich and more abundant and there's gonna be like prosperity and abundance in every part of life i I can really feel that (laughs) that was emma founder of embodied sadhana my beautiful friend teacher mentor a woman who i Oh, so much. She is the one who has initiated me into the journey to start, feel, together with my incredible business partner, Patrick, 
And it is also such a special day today. I'm recording an episode with her who initiated me a few years ago into this journey. And today's a day I'm finally launching our online membership so that women all over the world can practice sensual, sexual energy, feminine energy, embodiment practices at any time online with our incredible teachers. And I do invite you to join us as a founding member. You can find a link to the sign-up page in this podcast episode notes. You can also find links to Emma's retreat and her Instagram and her website in the show notes. And just don't forget, as a founding member, and there will be only 100 of them, so <laughs> I hope you're listening to it, when you can still join the membership as a founding member, you will get lifelong benefits. You will have a 50% off on your membership forever. So it's going to be $15 instead of $29. And you will also become a part of building feel with us that means you can join our weekly calls where you can ask questions share your experiences meet our teachers meet other founding members and collaborate with us in creating this beautiful community and the vision if you don't want to do that you don't have time no problem you can still have access to our practices on demand and of course special founding member discounts only for all of our products courses events workshops whether they are online and offline so i invite you to join become our founding member and thank you so so much for listening to this podcast that means a lot i hope you enjoyed and learned something new i cannot wait to have emma on this podcast again at some time soon <laughs>